helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Even the best-behaved kids can have difficult times where they challenge you and try to push the boundaries. Even in my own home this morning, one of my kids had two timeouts prior to 7 a.m. My coffee hadn't even finished brewing and it felt like World War III was about to begin. But when do challenging behaviors become something we should be concerned about? And what can we do as parents and caregivers if we see these behaviors developing in our kids? To help us answer these questions, today we'll be discussing parenting solutions for ODD, or Oppositional Defiant Disorder. If you may be asking yourself, does my child have this, or is it just a phase? Let me encourage you to stay with us for our two-part series on this important topic. This week in part one, we'll be laying the groundwork as to what is ODD, and next week we'll be delving deep into the various treatment options for children with disorders and their families. If you're joining us for the first time, let me welcome you. My name is Melissa Waggett, and I am the co-host of the Life Transformation Radio Show. We want to welcome you and thank you for inviting us into your homes this week. We also want to encourage you to go to our website to find more about this show, as well as listen to past episodes of our broadcast. Our website can be found at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can always call us toll-free at 1-877-544-3546, and we'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. While you're on our website, we encourage you to poke around, look at our interesting articles, and as I said, our past episodes. But we also encourage you to look into our counseling services that we offer as well. Um, and if it is something, um, as you're on our website, if you've benefited from these services in the past, we also want to remind our listeners that both this radio program as well as the counseling services we provide um, are all made possible through donations from people like yourself. We are a nonprofit organization, and we do strive to provide counseling services to people who need it most. And as a result, many of our services are offered on a sliding scale. So to help us do that, we encourage you to consider making a donation through our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Every little bit helps and it goes a long way to providing counseling services for people who need it most. And if you are a faithful listener and you're back again this week, let me welcome you as well. We're so happy to have you invite us into your homes each and every week. And I want to ask you all to join me in welcoming my co-host, Michael Hart. He is an award-winning psychotherapist and the director of Elam Counseling Services, and he joins me each and every week to explore interesting topics with you, and this week is no exception. So thank you for joining me again in studio, Michael. Thank you for being here, Melissa, and thank you for being the spark to this show, the one who asks all the interesting questions and make this show very entertaining. I've met so many people that say, wow, that Melissa Melissa is something else, isn't she? So, something so. else is probably the best way to describe it, and we'll leave that open for interpretation. I think I need someone to balance me out, Melissa, because, you know, I I tend to be a little bit more on the serious side, and you are the fun, lively person. I know. So I think we balance each other out very well. It's a very good uh, partnership we have going here, and it's it's some, one that we've developed over the years, and we've had a lot of exciting times together. And there's another aspect to this ministry we did want to remind listeners about before we get into the 
our discussion for day for today. Pardon me, and that's about our upcoming retreat. We began to talk about this in last week's show. Um, it's coming up. It's not quite just around the corner yet, but as it's happened in past years, this fills up quickly. So we want to remind people about this in advance so they can get their name on the list and join us for this exciting weekend. So the date is November sixteen to eighteen. It's the weekend from the Friday afternoon to the Sunday morning, and it's at Providence Point in Lanark. And this is another one of our retreat that I think is going to fill up very quickly, and another one of our retreats that I look forward to seeing great things happen. I've never been disappointed by any of the retreats that we have. I've seen miraculous things take place each and every time, and I think this is going to be no exception. So if you're interested in registering for this healing retreat, then give us a call at one 877 or go to our website. For those of you who might not be familiar with what a healing retreat is, it's a retreat that is focusing on total wellness, not just physical healing. We we focus a lot on emotional unresolved pain and trauma that sometimes results in physical symptoms. And we have seen that by addressing these emotional uh emotional pain such as unforgiveness and trauma that the physical ailments often take care of themselves so again give us a call don't wait because the, I, I can assure you that this retreat will be filling up very quickly register right away if you'd like to be one of our 12 guests so we hope you can join us on that weekend so as i said michael today we're going to be exploring how we can support parents um, in parenting children who have ODD, and that's a lovely acronym for Oppositional Defiant Disorder. And for many people, that may be the first time they've heard that, but for many families listening today, it may be their daily reality. And so, as I said, today, our goal is to really lay that foundation of what this disorder is, what mm-hmm. it's all about. And then next week, we're really going to delve deep into treatment options. So hopefully we can bring bring a bit of understanding to this disorder. Yes. Uh, that has very real effects for kids and families, and it's important that we have a good understanding of what it's all about. I see so many parents in my practice who who come to me and they're at the end of their rope. They're frustrated. They have tried everything and they don't know what to do. They're getting uh, complaints from teachers and uh, from neighbors, and uh, they are just feeling as if their child is out of control. And so I think this show is going to be helping a lot of people because we are going to get right and in, get into very practical things in the in the second part but we also want to make sure that you can identify whether or not you think your child might have this disorder so that you can get the professional help that you need right away so what is ODD well ODD is a disruptive type of behavior that uh, that in which the child is argumentative they are disruptive they are defiant and they're even vindictive in their in how they relate to others and to be diagnosed with ODD these these types of behavior has have to be present for at least 6 months so for children who have shown these type of symptoms over a prolonged period of time it is quite possible that you might be dealing with something that is not just uh, that that is a disorder and we'll get more specifically into that but in a nutshell that that's what it is okay and so how common is this 
throughout uh, over a wide range of studies and across different cultures, it, uh, this, the symptoms of ODD tend to be present in about 3%, roughly 3% of the population, even though other studies have, have showed that it could be as much as 16%. But I think 3% is probably a more accurate uh, ballpark figure as to what percentage of the, the, the population or, or percentage of children suffers from, from ODD or oppositional defiant disorder. And so... It sounds like it's not an insignificant number to me. Um, do they have a sense of what causes this or predisposes children to developing this order? It's hard to, to give a specific cause for ODD, but uh, psychologists uh, feels that it, there are a variety of possible causes that it's not just one thing it's a it's it's a, a multiple of different effects social psychological and hereditary factors coming together that might be behind ODD but some of the th- interesting things that have shown up in the literature is that uh, ODD might result from a lack of structure in the home environment where children are often unsupervised and they don't have proper boundaries uh, from very early in life as to what what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. So in homes where parents tend to be very permissive parents, this, these symptoms are probably uh, more likely to be present. Another factor that shows up in this study is where there is violence in the household or hostility. So if a child is witnessing aggression and behavior between parents that are aggressive and violent, the the studies are showing that this could be uh, one of the factors behind ODD as well. Uh, ODD can also be as a result of children not being able to, to talk about or express the their their the suffering or the bullying that they're going through with their peers. So there can be a multi multiple of different factors, but those are some of the things that show up and in think, the studies. And I think that's really interesting to know it's multiple factors. And it's probably correct me if I'm wrong, um it doesn't necessarily mean that that has to happen. Because I'm just thinking about some people who may think, oh my goodness, but I haven't had trauma in my family and I've raised my three kids the exact same way and right. I have this one kid that's very different. Does that happen as well sometimes as well? Yes, because each child is different. Our children are born with different temperament and different personalities. So you might have three children in, in the home. One might be more sensitive or one might be more uh, anxious and that that child might react to this to the environment in the home a lot different than the the other children who don't have anxiety or or is not sensitive. One of the interesting things that the studies also show is that children who have a good support base, who who have good good social support, are less at risk for ODD. So I think one of the things that 
that probably are happening in our culture is that as we become more isolated from support, as we become more individualistic as a culture, then these diseases tend to be showing up. These disorders, I should say, tend to be showing up more and more because the, the, the social structure from the extended family or from the sense of community that helps to prevent these kind of disorders in other culture has been eroded by, by the structure of our society. So you alluded to this a little bit off the top when I asked you what was ODD, but I'm wondering if you can delve a little bit deeper into how this disorder is actually diagnosed. Because for me, raising small humans currently, I gave the illustration off the top of my son's fit this morning, for lack of a better word. What makes it different than the terrible tooth, so to speak, or general teenaged angst? Yes. How do you, you how do you determine what pattern of behavior you're dealing with? Yeah, so before I get into the specific, let me say that you also have to, to think about the age of the child. So if, if you have a two-year-old who is saying no because that's the that's their favorite word uh, and that's what Yes, their that's selection they is know. limited. Their, their selection is limited and they're saying no for everything and they're they are, they are throwing a temper tantrum for for everything well that's different than if these same behaviors are being shown by a an eight-year-old or a 12-year-old. So the stage of development of the child is very, very important in determining whether or not the child has ODD. I think another thing that we we take into consideration in 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 trying to find out whether another child has this kind of be, uh, as ODD or oppositional defiant disorder is what else is happening in the life of the child so if the if you're in a home situation where the there's just been a divorce or you have just moved and the child is acting out then you can say well there might it might be a specific cause or the child is being bullied it might be a specific cause but what is interesting Melissa, is that in many of these cases with children with ODD, parents are able to tell from a very early age that this child is different, that there is something about the child's behavior that's off, that this is not the terrible twos or this is not just a phase, but there is something about the behavior that seems to be different than other two-year-olds or other children who who is in that age group. So what specific behaviors are we looking at? When it comes to diagnosing uh, ODD, oppositional defiant disorder, there are uh, at least three different headings that the symptoms are classified under. And the first symptom is what we call the, the, the heading of angry or irritable mood. So under this heading, we have three different symptoms. So the child often, one, the child often loses his or her temper. The child is often easily annoyed or very, very uh, fussy about how they they approach life. And the child, number three, the child is often angry and resentful. And then the second, the second uh, category has to do with argumentative. The child is argumentative or defiant in how they approach life. So if you have a child, and then we have a number of, of headings under this. So if the child often argues with authority figures, uh, or other children and adolescents, then it's possible that, that that's 
the child is displaying that's one of the symptoms. If the child, the next is that if the child is often actively, the child actively defies or refuses to comply with requests, request, sorry, my, getting my tongue tied here, to comply with requests from authority figures or with rules. Or if the child often blames others for his or her mistakes on behavior, or if the child often deliberately annoys others. So those are four things that come under the second category of argumentative defiant disorder. But then we have a, a final category, which is vindictiveness. Uh, some children with ODD has has this tendency to be spiteful or vindictive. And this has to be twice within the last six months. So, so to be diagnosed with the disorder, you don't have a, a child doesn't have to display all of these symptoms. They, they to be diagnosed, they need to display at least four of the symptoms that I have just outlined. And this be this be these behaviors has to be have to be present over at least the last six months of the child's life. And so, with these behaviors, do they have to be in all situations or can they be in some situations too? Because sometimes you may hear, um, my kid is one way at home. Yes. And when they're out there, a completely different kid and everyone thinks they're sweet and lovely and wonderful, but you walk through our front door and it's that Jekyll and Hyde switch. Yes. Could that be captured there as well or does it need Absolutely. to be kind of globally yes. in its Some present? children with ODD are... Some children show these behaviors more in certain settings. So if you have a child where the behaviors are displayed in only one setting, let us say the home setting and, and at school it, it's different, the child would have, would be considered to have mild ODD. In other words, the, the disorder is present, but it's, it's not, it's not severe. But if the if the child is showing this kind of behavior in at least two different settings, for example, they're doing it at school and they're doing it at home, then the, these symptoms of ODD is considered to be moderate. And if the if it happens across three or more three or more settings, then we would say that the child has severe sev- severe oppositional defiant disorder. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Life Transformation radio show. Today we are on part one of a two-part series about parenting solutions for ODD or oppositional defiant disorder. If you've missed the first half of today's show, we encourage you to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelt E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, or you can call us for a copy of today's show at one 544 3546. We also want to remind you about our upcoming healing retreat on the weekend of November 16th to 18th at Providence Point in Lanark County. Again, you can go to that website at elamcounselingministry.com or call us at 1-877-544-3546 to get your name on our guest list. So Michael, you were describing there the um, diagnosis process for getting someone um, assessed for having this uh, disorder. But I'm also wondering um, if it's ever associated or is it ever seen with other conditions? Because I know from talking to you over these years, often one disorder can be kind of piggybacked or married or more. You're more at risk for developing it if you have other types of behaviors. Is that seen with ODD as well? Right. Uh, one of the the thing about ODD is that I, I think they said about 14% of children with ODD also have 
ADHD. So they also have this inability to to concentrate for long periods of time or to sit still. And so this might be a, a, a factor that frustrates them into behaving in certain way and to not wanting to do certain tasks because they feel as if they just, it, it's just too much to, to, to concentrate or to, to focus on what they're being asked to do. So we see uh, ADHD as being what we call comorbid or as a, 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 another uh, disorder that is often present in children with ODD. But we often see that children with ODD might also have depression. They might also have anxiety symptoms. And so it might be their immature way of dealing with the frustration of being depressed or being anxious over over how they, over doing different tasks. And so it, it, it results in this kind of, of behavior. So yes, but one of the things that we also notice is that you talk about uh, treating or the, the, the importance of treating it early and it's so very important to get help right away because what the studies show is that the earlier treatment is started, the better the outcome. But not only that, if, if ODD is left untreated, it can lead to conduct disorder in later life. And so that's kind of, was actually going to be my next question to you. Is this is this a disorder that if left untreated, people would just grow out of? Not necessarily. Uh, I think it could develop into into conduct disorder. But studies show that most children with ODD by around eighteen years of age, the the the, the ODD manifestation, the childlike manifestation of ODD, is no longer there. But they they they, they might grow out of ODD. But if 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 they develop conduct disorder, then you have another problem on your hand. So when we are talking about conduct disorder, we are talking about teenagers, for example, or adolescents who has developed who have developed a pattern of aggression or intimidation of or, or intimidating others. And with these uh, children with or teenagers or adolescents with conduct disorder, there might be things like stealing that they become involved in as well, breaking the law in different in different ways, destroying of property in the house in 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 rage, and you know those sort of antisocial behaviors. So you might not have they might not be diagnosed as ODD in those older years, but then if it's not treated, yes, you're not dealing with ODD, but you could be dealing with something else. And then on top of that, if ODD is left untreated, then uh, you can have uh, children who, who because of the, the disorder not being untreated, falls behind academically, and then they're affected for the rest of their life because they're so far behind their peers that they can't catch up. So it's very, very important that if your child is displaying any of these, this, these, these symptoms that we have talked about, that you try to get help and get help right away. And so what kind of help should parents seek if they are identifying this in 
and their kids. I think it's important to 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 get professional help, and especially behavioral therapy. And uh, a, a person, a, a therapist who understands ODD, will tell you that you can't just treat the child alone. Parents will have to also come in to learn how to deal with a child manifesting this behavior because a lot of times the way that parents are approaching children with the disorder, they are actually making it worse. So, for example, a parent who becomes frustrated and angry because the child is being oppositional and being defiant and even uh, start shouting at the child or threatening the child, what they're actually doing is that they're feeding into that defiance because the child has a disorder and they're not going to feel... they're not going to, 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 to listen to you in that rage. It's just going to cause them to become even more irritable and more irritated and become even more violent in, uh, in their behavior. And so it's important to learn how to deal with that. In, in one of the, 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 this, the, the books that I'm reading about this disorder, uh, it's, it's a book by Jeffrey Bernstein and he's a PhD that has written this book, 10 Days to a Less Defiant Child. And he talks about even how you, how you talk to a child can come across as being controlling. So if, if you come across as being controlling, the very fact that the child is defiant is going to trigger that child to be more defiant. So for example, in the books, he talks about if you say to a child, I told you to pick up those things and to do it right now the child is likely to not listen to you. However, if you take a more gentle approach, like you you say to the child, I've been frustrated by all the toys getting in the way and uh, it's making the place messy and I would like you to pick those toys up and if you'd like, I will help to get you started. So you start with the child and you get the child cooperation, you get the child started picking it up. So it's a different approach. So even little things like that, it's it's simple, but it can make a big difference. Parents who have these children tend to become so frustrated. And I, I'm not trying to minimize what these parents are going through because it's very frustrating. But out of that frustration sometimes, the threatening of the child, the physical, uh, physical punishment of the child sometimes end up making matters worse. So I see that we have quickly come to the end of today's show, but I want to say that in the second show that we're going to have next week, Melissa, I would like to go more deeply into looking at specific treatments that are are things that parents can do. I sort of touched on one thing here today, but I think this is a whole show in itself to talk about. I completely agree, and I'm also excited to explore with you the treatment options for the family, because as you were describing that parent interaction there, as much as I know they need help to learn parenting styles, I'm also thinking how can they get support and self-care because living with this day in, day out, even the most, the patience of Job. Right, <laughs> yes. That you would need to withstand that day in and Absolutely. day out. You also need to feed into yourself. So yes, I'm excited yes, to look into that yes. with you as well. And, and I know that in illustration that I just gave of talking to the child that way sound is easier said than done mm-hmm. when you're in the midst of it sometimes. <laughs> so I know it sounds easier, but that is exactly why you need to get help because with the right counselor and with someone who understands ODD, you can get to that stage where you, 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 you 
you disengage from the drama that you're that that is creating this turmoil in your household and you help to create a more calm environment one in which the child can become less triggered as well i'm already excited about next week so i want to thank you uh, all my listeners for listening to this show today and i i thank you for all of you who have contributed to this ministry and for all of you who have been praying for this ministry i think god is doing wonderful things in the life of in the lives of people and i want to thank you to continue to partner with us as we as we march forward in bringing healing to the body of Christ. And for those of you who would like to attend the healing retreat, I encourage you to give us a call at 1-877-544-3546. Or if you're in need of any kind of help, give us a call or go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. And so until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.